to Inspirational Journeys, a faith-based podcast where your story matters. Come on over, grab a seat on the front porch, and let's talk about the writing life. Welcome to Inspirational Journeys, everyone. Today, my name is Ann Harrison, and today... My special guest, Aaron Labax, and I are going to talk about writing, not necessarily from the fiction side of things, but we may touch on that a little bit, but more so for the, from the business side of things. So welcome to the show, Aaron. Well, thanks, Anne. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. So why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? And thanks for being here, by the way. Yeah. Definitely. Sure. I'm happy to. Hi, everybody. My name is Erin Labax. Like Anne mentioned, I've been teaching writing since the late 90s, so kind of a while. Um, and a lot of that teaching was in the college and university area. Um, but recently I pivoted and went solo, and now I teach in businesses um, and nonprofits. And it's a lot of fun um, teaching different places. But one thing I've noticed is that people of all ages and all levels often feel a little nervous about their writing and having people see their writing. Um, and so that's what I talk about in my workshops. How can we write with confidence and also be clear and concise and also use emotional intelligence in our writing because we're building relationships with our readers when we write to them. So we have to keep that part in mind too. Oh, okay. So I like that. So what inspired you to become a writer, first of all? Yeah, well, honestly, this book, I wrote this book because my students were asking for ways to practice. Um, and having taught all these writing workshops, people would say, ooh, I wish I knew this stuff when I started my career. Is there a book? Or can I practice with a book? And I was inspired by them. Um, to you know, I started writing the book in my head over the years teaching and then finally thought, oh, it was actually during COVID with a little downtime. Here's my moment to put all of these ideas together for everybody. So it wasn't too hard to be inspired since I knew that there were people I care about, um, my students and others who would want to use it. So that helped me kind of, you know how it's easier to be inspired when you stay kind of purpose oriented. So that kept me motivated. Right, right. So what inspired you to start teaching writing? Well, that was an interesting one. I had majored in international relations and had thought that I would be teaching sociology and then maybe political science. But when I took a job out of high school back in the day, my very first sort of, I'm the main teacher job, it was in March of a year, which as you know, is not when high school starts. So I was coming in to kind of replace uh, nobody, replace long-term subs. And it was an English class. And you know what I noticed was that writing is where we have our um, empowerment. Writing is where we can stick up for ourselves, do things for ourselves, say yes to things because we're confident enough to join a committee or apply for an internship or whatever. And I just started to notice because my students were from many different economic areas and had had many different kinds of struggles but for everybody to be able to say what you're trying to say with clarity and confidence can be a real game changer for getting access to things in life. And so seeing that writing could almost be like an equalizer of opportunity for many of us, that really inspired me to think, well, what can I do to teach this skill that others can use to pursue what they're trying to pursue? So it was really inspiring to see the differences that could be made 
in, in students who did or did not have confidence with writing and how much writing can do for everyone. Um, and since I've mainly taught when I was in high school and university teaching, mainly um, taught at underserved institutions. And so people need ways to get ahead, you know, and writing is one of them. It, we can really represent ourselves at our best through our writing. Ah, yeah. And I, you know, writing is also, uh, can also be therapeutic in mm. certain situations, honestly. That's my take on it. That's why I do a lot of my journaling and sometimes it's brainstorming. Have mm -hmm. you ever worked with fiction authors or do you just work with business writing and academics? Yeah, I've worked with both, um, especially at the college level where sometimes I would teach a class that was about how we create reality through language or how what we create through our narratives. And those were kind of oriented for either kind of writer because one thing we have in common, creative and business writers, is that we need to understand the impact of our words on our readers, mm -hmm. uh, you know, emotionally as part of a narrative, as part of an action plan, depending on if it's fiction or business, but they both kind of come down to the same thing. Are these words connecting? And are these words meaningful? And so, yes, I've enjoyed teaching both groups of writers. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, that sounds really cool. So um, what writing tips and advice do you have that you want to share with the listeners and viewers today? Well, one of the main things I'd start with is that there is not one correct way to write. Um, and many of the people <laughs> I work with feel nervous, like that they're writing wrong, but we don't all write the same way and we shouldn't because we're all writing in different scenarios. Um, any, when we want to decide what's the right way to do something, we actually want to think, well, who's going to read it and what's my goal and start with those two questions to decipher what would be the right way to do it. Something isn't right because a teacher or a textbook said so. It's right when it works for your reader and helps you achieve your goal. So one thing would just be, you know, think about those two questions when you're writing and remember you do have the answers. You're not wrong. We don't have to feel disempowered when we write because if you are the one in the situation, you know who you're writing to and you know what you're trying to do. So you actually do have a lot of expertise in the situation. Um, I would also add, you know, a couple general tips. We want to write with two things. One, we want to write with concision in most cases, not always for fiction, but even in fiction, sometimes we want to make our point um, efficiently in a small amount of real estate with fewer words. And we can do that by really starting to look at the meaning of our words. Um, and by using some strategies that I outline in the book, like when you want to be concise, you can start your sentence with who's doing something and it will become magically more concise. Lots of tricks like that. And then lastly, we do want to write with emotional intelligence because there's a human out there who's going to read it. And if your writing includes sort of transactional writing like emails where you're having these communications back and forth, you might be creating a relationship with that person. For example, Anne and I had never met until right now. We've right. created our entire collegiality through writing, um, and that was how we got to know each other. So writing is important for building collegiality, friendship, and relationships, too, these days. Right. 
So, and I love that that writing like life is not writing is not a one all one size fits all approach as if as is life and I love that mm-hmm. and thank you for emailing me outside of podmatch because that's <laughs> kind of a <laughs> it, it's a little um persnickety sometimes but yeah. yeah it is so and I and I saw in your description you talked about writing emails and social media posts I know social media posts are short, but like some of them are, do they, do you think they have to be real formal or is it more, are the rules more relaxed on a social media post versus say a blog post? Yeah. So comparing social media and blogs, I think we could imagine either one of them being formal or informal, depending on both the reader and the goal. So if I'm writing a blog um, for, let's say, this website, Teach Better, where it's teachers sharing tricks with other teachers, Mm -hmm. I'll probably be sort of casual because I know we're kind of all in the same boat. We're all teachers. We kind of get it about what each other's dealing with. But if I'm writing a blog post for somewhere official that I work, like a class at University of Chicago, if I'm going to write that post, I'm realizing, okay, I'm representing someone else now. And I'm writing maybe about a topic that requires more formality. So even between blog posts, I might change that. Uh And I think they would go for social media. I really enjoy the opportunity to be more casual on social media. Um, But I even alter the way I say things on Instagram versus LinkedIn, for example, because it's just a sort of different environment in terms of how much formality is expected. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking too. But mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to share you to share that um, with the viewers and listeners because every situ every platform and every situation, even on one specific platform, is different. Right. So, where can people find you online? Well, I'm hanging out in a few areas. Um, my YouTube channel is probably the best one. High value writing. Um, I. I'll drop a new video once or twice a week so people can just have access to new ways to think about things. It's not necessarily, you know, how to use grammar or whatever. It's how to think about your writing. Um, And I love to get comments so people can find me there and and write in, or I'm on LinkedIn or on my website, highvaluewriting.com. Okay. And the book is on Amazon and elsewhere. So that's easy to get too. Okay. So, um, and I love that too, because you know, that way people can actually engage like on the YouTube engage in one, in one way and then put it into practice as well. Um, so, okay. What is your call to action? If you have like, you can have a challenge or a resource or a writing prompt, whatever, what is the, if you could give one call to action for listeners and viewers, what would that be? I would say, um, Go look at one of the emails you wrote last week, let's say, you know, long enough that you might have forgotten it a little bit and read that email aloud or at least loudly in your mind and see what it sounds like. Um, And if there are any places where you might have accidentally um, had the, the EQ, the emotional intelligence can get real funny on interpretation. You might have intended something another way, but when you read it aloud, you might think, oh shoot, that could have sounded different too. And I didn't even realize. So my challenge would be go back, read an email. And if you find out that it it's either not as concise as you'd hoped, or doesn't have that connection with the reader that you'd hoped, check out the book, my book, check out the YouTube channel, and you can find resources to help your own writing in your own individual way. 
Right, which really brings me to another thing. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but I mean, some people say, some people ask me, well, how do you know what what a person's tone is in an email? It's just text. But have you ever noticed as a writer, you read between the lines when you're reading the emails? Yes, definitely. And I think we should as writers mm-hmm. because the reader might end up reading between the lines too. Right. And it's funny because I'm wondering if I wondered if that was just me. Some people can't do that. but Oh, yeah. I can tell when somebody's being snarky in an email. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think we're all looking for tone these days. Yeah. Since relationships exist through writing these days. Right. So is there anything you'd like to add or is there anything I missed that you wanted to mention before we close? Um, let's see here. I would say um, the the other big question I get is about writing confidence and mm-hmm. especially from young people in the workforce where they say, oh my gosh, nobody told me that my business writing was going to be so different than the writing I did in high school or college or grad school. And it can be a surprise. So I would just say um, for our, our friends on the younger side or people who are returning to careers or starting new industries, That's a time to really think about what your writing would be like in this new situation, because when we learn in college, grad school, high school, we don't learn to write the way that people usually want at work. So it's best to just be conscious of that going into it, get yourself some resources and just kind of be ready to notice that your supervisor is probably looking for a different kind of writing than your teacher was. So just want to give everybody a heads up, because often when I have a workshop, people in their 20s are kind of like, oh my gosh, I wish someone would have told me my writing would have been different when I got my career job versus what I did in school. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it can be a little bit startling. So I think it's good. And if you, if anyone is a teacher or parent or has friends who are either starting their first career or a new career, let them know, you know, don't, don't, we don't want people to be caught off guard like that. Um, Give them the resources now so that they can start their new jobs with confidence about communication, which is really where most of our job connections are built, right? Is through communicating with our colleagues. Right. That is so true. So do you have any questions for me? Yeah, I'd love to know um, what kinds of questions do you get most often from your listeners or your guests about writing? Uh, What do you feel like if your finger is on the pulse of writing, what would you say people are most worried about these days or asking you about these Sometimes days? it's, um, and it's not necessarily that people are asking me a lot of things, but a lot of people talk about, we'll just sit down in the chair and write. Um, mm-hmm. Or some people may say, I don't know. And I've heard this not on my podcast, but in other writing communities, I don't know where to start. And I've had this same question too, because I'm now starting to um, build my email list because I just finished, I just went to a conference last week, mm-hmm. um, which now I have all access to the presentations that I didn't get Ooh, to watch. Nice. But um, but one of the things I talked about was email lists and lead magnets. And um, my my biggest question about writing is, how, uh, am, I, am I doing the, the welcome message or am I doing my, my messages right? Because, but then some people say, well, I don't think I'm good enough or I don't have the confidence. Um, and we doubt ourselves. And, and that's, that's one of the things I hear that the people say, um, and I've heard people say write every day, but you know, not writing every day doesn't always work for people. Mm-hmm. So one of the, one of the biggest things is just sit down and write. And people say, how do you write? You can't. And how do you, how do you come up with ideas? Uh, inspiration comes from everywhere. Yeah. Just different things about different tips. 
and the plotters and pantsers and I do National mm. Novel Writing Month. So, yeah, mm. I'm a planter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you written fiction before? I have. Um, I used to do that more when I taught college. Um, a couple little short stories. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I think it was really helpful for me to flex my writing muscles in that way and write for such a different purpose because I'm used to mostly helping people write for school purposes or work purposes. And anytime we write for a different purpose, even a journal, it, it stretches our mind. It gives us new ways to think about things. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really smart. Um, and it doesn't have to be quote good, right? We can just write for ourselves and to build our insights and our creativity by doing that. And I was told by my friend and writing coach um, that, uh, that you can't edit a blank page. I've, I've seen that all right. over the place. Yeah. So, um, and then, and I did not ask you this before, and I know I, I asked you about online because I thought we were going to close out, but I just, another question came to me. Sure. Uh, talk to me about your writing process. Do you, do you outline, did you outline your book or um, did you, shall we say I pants it? <laughs> yeah, I did a couple of things. You know what? I first, <clears throat> I had an outline first where I think I was following the sort of norms of how people talk about writing, you know, yeah. like brainstorm, make a draft, like all the usual steps. And mm -hmm. then I thought, well, but that's not really what I do in my classes. And so I started to observe with my students, you know, what kinds of things did they really like in class and what was less useful. And I took all the stuff they found useful and started there. And so I ended up re-outlining the whole book so that now it starts with this concept of meaning and then it goes to how do we find meaning in words? How do we convey concise meaning in sentences? How does our meaning flow in paragraphs up to documents? So I ended up going from like the little piece of the word up to the bigger writing piece instead of sort of top down like we've often learned. Yeah. Um, and so that became kind of an interesting different way to do it and allowed me to sort of put a little bit of theory in there with all the examples and make it a little bit different. So I would say, yeah, be open to scratching your outline. Um, and yeah, just thinking of a different way to approach it for what your readers would really want. Like I've said in previous episodes, everybody trust your process because yes. everybody's different. So and I know I asked you for one challenge, but would you like to leave a writing prompt? Oh, sure. Um, let's say a writing prompt you're thinking for fiction writers, business writers, either? Um, you could do either or both. Let's say either person could write about, I'd say write about something that's important to you and without saying it's important, convey that it's important. Ooh. And so, <laughs> you know, in business, sometimes we have to say, oh, I want to bring up this idea, but I, I don't want to just say, I'm so great. I have this amazing idea. How can you write about your idea in a way that it just shows that it's a good idea instead of you claiming that? It's a little hard, but it can be done. And for novel writers some and short story writers, something that feels important, but of course, in a piece of fiction, you don't want to say this is important. <laughs> you find ways to show that through your words. So that would be my prompt for our listeners. Okay, so we challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired, write something inspiring, and share your creation with the world. For when you've touched one life, you've touched thousands. Thanks for joining us on Inspirational Journeys, and thanks again, Erin, for being my special guest. And you guys have a blessed day, and remember, your story matters. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
Are you looking for a professional, knowledgeable, friendly, and detailed-oriented editor who provides high-quality editing services at reasonable prices? Why not give Plot Stitch Editorial Services a try? As your friendly Plot Stitch editor, I will help you turn your messy manuscript into a story that engages readers from start to finish. Services include refining story structure, character development, filling in plot holes, show versus tell, passive versus active voice, dialogue enhancements, copy editing and proofreading. Send queries to theplotstitch at gmail.com. That's theplotstitch at gmail.com. Plotstitch Editorial Services, bringing stories that matter to life. Hey guys, this is Anne from the Inspirational Journeys podcast, and my special guest Joe Templin has an offer for for my listeners and viewers. Take it away, Joe. Anne, thank you, and again, thank you for bringing me on. This was a wonderful conversation. I'm glad that I could reach out and help your people grow, and to continue to help them to grow, we have an offer. If they go to the website everyday-excellence.com and use the code inspirational journeys at checkout from the shop, they can get a 10% discount on anything there to be able to help them with their personal journey to grow and inspire others. You heard it here, folks. You get a 10% discount on everything in the store at everyday-excellence.com using promo code inspirational journeys. Happy writing, writing, and celebrate the day. everybody this is Anne from the inspirational journeys podcast and I'm here today with Teresa from struggling blessed but not alone podcast how are you today Anne I'm doing good how about you Teresa I'm good so what's up I've got some news for you really what's that did you know that our listeners can support our podcasts no can you please share more about that Okay, so while you're listening to our podcasts on your favorite podcast platform, hit the support this podcast button. With your contribution of 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99 a month, you're helping us achieve our goals. Wait a minute, Anne. Are you telling me all that our listeners have to do is hit that support button and they could give a donation? That's right. Wow. Hey guys, thanks for wanting to do that for us. Have a blessed day. So I challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired, write something inspiring, and share your creation with the world. For when you've touched one life, you've touched thousands. You've been listening to Inspirational Journeys, Stories That Matter, with your host, Anne Harrison. If you like what you've heard on today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, and leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform. Visit my website at annewritesinspiration.com, subscribe to my YouTube channel, 
and follow me on Facebook and Pinterest at Anne Wright's Inspiration and on Twitter at Anne Wright 75 for more inspirational content. Thanks for listening and remember, your story matters.